The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. I was speaking to an attorney friend of mine one day, actually a few years back. He was just talking about people who take the witness stand and they get up there and lie. And they prove they're lying. But that they are so convinced of their own lies because they lie so much that they believe it themselves. I said, how can that be? He says that some of these people that lie actually believe they're telling the truth because they're so trying to convince other people through the lies and become so good at it that they actually believe what they're saying is truth. It's kind of a paradox in the sense, how could that be? But after you said that, I realized I've run across people in my life with that, do work or whatever, whatever they're doing. Some people you run across, they just everything they lie about. Some kids you see... The, when you're a child, you may have known somebody just lied one lie after another. They begin to believe their own lie. And that's what our ladies come to us to show us that are we being honest? She mentioned December 2nd, 2013, something interesting. And she uses the word honestly. 
She says, I am with you to help you find and come to know yourself because often liars believe their own lies don't know themselves. So that then you'd be able to recognize and to admit everything that does not permit you to get to know the love of the Heavenly Father honestly. There's an honesty, a lack of honesty within the church, within ourselves, that we don't see full truth. And then just shortly after this December 2nd message, our lady comes January 2nd and says, I am here to help you to come know the truth. Later on in the messages, actually going through this message, January 2nd, she says truth several times, ending with these words. I will make use of you, apostles of love, to help all my children to come to know the truth. Have we got a problem in the church? Have we got a problem throughout Christianity? A dishonesty with ourselves, and therefore we don't know ourselves. I am the problem, not you. Christianity is a shield possessed over your being and your soul and your demeanor, your behavior, everything you do, just like a force shield, that no matter what happens around you, you maintain that level of Christianity and your peace and your inner serenity. Whether you're in the foxholes of Normandy, or you're in blissful peace, or you're in war, or you're in other situations where you enjoy your sadness, you maintain, you hold on to the principles of what you're supposed to have in the inner serenity that nothing's going to bother me, nothing's going to shake me, to be dishonest with myself, became aggravated or frustrated because I can't change things. There is a lot you can change. The lot that you can change is yourself. Once you possess this honestly, then you can see truth. You can understand you've lived in untruth. You followed untruth. You're screwed by untruth. And so our lady's coming here to clarify things for us, to give us clarity, binoculars, something with a microscope to, to analyze ourselves in a way that we have to change the world through our changing of ourselves. We have to rebuild the church through rebuilding ourselves. That's where it begins. No other place. And then you'll see things and issues and circumstances of the world with a clarity of truth that others won't because they're dishonest. A lady on the December 2nd message comes and says, I desire for you to come to know the truth of my son to be my apostles. In everything, seek God and his way of thinking. You have to start thinking like God thinks. Jesus embraced his cross. Jesus carried his cross. Jesus never denied or rejected his cross. He saw he had one. He didn't take on himself. It was imposed on him. What did he do? He embraced it. That's the key to honesty. Because honesty and truth is based in love. If you love what God gives you, you know it's for your growth, it's for molding you, it's perfecting you, then that's where you need to be. And don't think everything has to be perfect. Done is better than perfect. We see people taking on tasks, even sometimes in the mission. They want to do it to too much perfection. We want things perfect. We want things right. 
But getting things so perfect that you can keep going on and on and on and not get it done doesn't work. Neither does it for the spiritual life. Done is better than perfect. I always remember that. And we like to do things here right. A lot of things seem like it is perfect. We could go on and on and on and on, but there comes a level, you know, this is the time to stop. It's as good as it's going to get efficiently. And he said, I want you to be efficient. I'm here to teach you efficiency. And so there's things that we do with, well, I would say, even spectacular perfection to the Holy Spirit because we can't get there where we need to be. We rely on God and it comes out perfect because we got it done. Patton actually reflects on that when he said, a violent executed plan done immediately is better than a delayed plan that's planned perfectly. Patton got the job done. He was known for that. Are you getting what you need to get done? Are you going to delay it because now is not the perfect time or the circumstances aren't the perfect time? So we have a crisis in our culture today. As everyone knows, that we think things have to be perfect, circumstances, perfect timing, perfect everything. No, just start. Just like the song says, just say it. Let the words fall out of your mouth. Let the actions fall out of your being and start doing what you're supposed to do, carrying the inner serenity, possessed and filled with prayer, thinking the way God thinks, and let Him bring it to perfection. You just start doing. The problem today is people aren't doing. They're not acting. But the enemy is. And they're making headway. Because we think, let's do perfectly the walk. Let's go to court. Let's stop it there. No, just stop it. You're the court. You know the Constitution better than others. And Jones Reed today covers this. This is entitled, Axed for His Christianity, Fire Chief Fights Back. Posted by Bob Unrich. Atlanta Mayor Kasem Reed erupted on Facebook against his fire chief's personally published book several weeks ago, declaring Kelvin Cochran's writings deeply disturbed him. Reed threatened he would not tolerate discrimination of any kind and suspended Cochran. An investigation cleared Cochran of the discrimination charges, but when his suspension was over, Reed fired him. Now one of the nation's most influential teams of attorneys defending individual and religious rights, the Alliance Defending Freedom, says it is taking up Reed's case. The city fired him for nothing other than his faith, and that's not constitutional, said Kevin Theriot, a senior counsel for ADF. We are currently assessing the legal options available to vindicate his rights to free speech and freedom of religion. Fox News recently profiled the case, noting Cochran is a decorated firefighter who had both Atlanta municipal and federal positions. He is also a devout Christian. He's a deacon at a Baptist church and also teaches Sunday school. By all accounts, he is a decent and honorable man, Fox reported. Reed criticized the biblical stance Cochran took in his book entitled, Who told you that you were naked? But the mayor insisted Cochran was not fired because of his religious beliefs. Instead, it was his poor judgment. Tolerance is a two-way street, Theriot said. That's what a federal appeals court said not long ago about public officials who claim to love diversity 
while only tolerating views they themselves favor. Chief Cochran served on the city of Atlanta with distinction both before and after his post with the Obama administration. Alliance Defending Freedom pointed out that the city had granted Cochran permission to publish his Christian book, but then it refused to tolerate the view that intimacy is reserved exclusively for marriage, the union of one man and one woman. The city of Atlanta was under pressure, with media, including the New York Times editorial board, declaring it didn't matter that Cochran didn't mistreat abominables. He needed to be held to a different standard, they said. Georgia Baptist Convention Executive Director Robert White told Fox News that sounded like a seriously troubled opinion. It declares his innocence and then declares him guilty, he said. Guilty of what? He didn't discriminate against any illicit lifestyles. He vowed that he wanted to have a healthy workplace for all of his employees. Cochran, in a statement released by ADF, said, I'm heartbroken that I will no longer be able to serve the city and the people I love as fire chief for no reason other than my Christian faith. He said it's ironic that the city points to tolerance and inclusion as part of its reasoning. What could be more intolerant and exclusionary than ending a public servant's 30 years of distinguished service for his religious beliefs, he asked. The most baffling thing is that I had permission to write my book, and I was exonerated of discriminating against anyone, Cochran said. This happened to me, but it's not really about me. It's a warning to every American that freedom of speech and freedom of religion are hanging by a thread which will snap if we don't fight to preserve these cherished protections. In an editorial, commenter Brian Fisher said, It has now become a fireable offense in Atlanta to believe the Bible. Mao, Stalin, and Ho Chi Minh couldn't have done it any better. He pointed out the 160-page self-published book was for the men in his Bible study at church. He correctly described abominable lifestyles as a perversion, which it is. It twists, distorts, and yes, perverts God's design for human relations, Fisher wrote. The book also now is getting attention on Amazon.com, where it was number 987 among all books and number three among Bible study books. One reviewer said he bought the book precisely because Atlanta made an issue of it. And one Pro-illicit lifestyle critic even adorsed the book. Another reviewer wrote, I must agree that intimacy was intended for procreation and that what Cochran says is essentially correct. We are supposed to have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom of the press in America. But the politically correct would burn every heretic at the stake if they could. Too many of my friends died because they took the wrong path. How is any of this even debatable? How is it that we have opposing sides with this when there's only one side and it's truth? The Bible talks about no one speaking in the Spirit of God would ever say Jesus be cursed. That's not going to happen if they're really speaking in the Spirit of God. And it relates also no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Cochrane is speaking from the Holy Spirit. He's speaking from the gospel. He's speaking from the truth. All others who oppose him are on the other side. 
It's not debatable. It's the way we see it, and we don't see it any other way. We've got to realize the truth is we don't need to keep going to court. We don't need to keep trying to convince the other side of something. Now, we establish it just like they're establishing it, and they're walker. They're stronger in their unbelief and their earth sin and their perversion than we are in the principles of Christianity. Yeah, just on the 14th, the Houston mayor denying the pastor's right to jury. Thank God he got overturned. What for? For the same issues. So they get special favoritism. The people want to live a bottomless lifestyle and promote it. These aren't the people that's trapped in this, that want out of it. They know they're in sin. I'm not talking about that. These are people who want to propagate this, who says it's okay, who says it's not sin. All a lie. And they lie so much in testifying this that they believe they're lie. And they believe they're legitimate. And they believe they're normal. So what's abnormal, dysfunctional, is they're propagating through education. Dishonestly, that people begin to believe this or tolerate it, even those who wouldn't be for it. We're lost. We're lost in such a hypocrisy that's so clear that if you have the Spirit of God, you can see it with clarity, and we can't be silent anymore about this, nor tolerate it. Because to tolerate it is to accept it. To accept it is to them go after your children. They don't stop. They can't procreate. They have to manually create something by on a human level. And so we live totally in a dishonest culture all the way from one to ten, if you've classed everything in ten classifications, including our economy. And that's why I mentioned economics and, and money is everything. Right now, Obama's trying to get a new power, which I understand Mitch McConnell's for, to fast-track trade. It's a whole antichrist system. It's amazing that nobody can see this. Or few do. There are some. And the head of the Republican, I think it's the minority part, he, he's for it. The guy is accepting lies because he lives lie. And he's a Republican. I have no faith in them. Nothing. So our lady's coming to show us, to give clarity, to realize because everything in the end is tied to economics. Whether it's what Joan just read, whether whatever we speak about, it all comes down to money and power. The illicit use of it. Because money's not illicit in and of itself, nor power. It's when it becomes inornate and the love of the power and the love of money, it becomes an error. Which gives birth to a culture, a society, a world that it has to be purified, headed for destruction. And so we have many people that have followed what we do, read ain't going to happen, read the materials, but haven't connected to that into action. Because maybe the time is not right, or maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I want to do it, but the circumstances don't allow it. Done is better than perfect. Don't wait anymore. You must act on your personal situations. First in conversion and then parallel that with a physical change of life. Our lady's calling for that. She's anxious now and she's showing a determination in the word apostles repeatedly that I, I will make use of you as apostles of love to do what? To help others 
everybody else, all the children, to come to know the truth. But if she can't get you on the train of truth and head that way, change all the untruths in your life, how are you going to give it to somebody else? All possible good that can be done to you will happen if you live the Ten Commandments. No greater good can be done than if you walk in the light of that. And that means if you violate the commandments, you confess it. Because we have people saying, oh, I'll live the commandments, but they deny, just like this read, and just like others, dishonesty in their life, that they're living the commandments when they sponge on it, or they say, it's okay, it's no. No, a violation of the commandments is a violation of the commandments. Go confess it. That's living it. I'm going to honor it. I'm going to keep it in my heart. So keeping the commandments means that you recognize when you fail them, you run to confession. You're willing to live that. You're willing to recognize when you've done wrong. And everybody violates the commandments. Who in this world, anywhere, and, and the three major monolithic religions, Judaism, Christianity, and Muslims, abide by the Ten Commandments. Of all those membership, who has kept them completely faithfully all their life? You're not going to do it. But one thing you can do keep faithfully all your life is the recognition that they are truth. Jesus Christ is your peace. Live my commandments, he told Maria two Christmases ago. And so we have to recognize truth, knowing that we're frail, flawed sinners, and we fail that, but that we keep within the chambers of our heart the desire, the longing to walk in light, to be in that light, and to be clothed with that. Once you get that and have a heart that possesses these virtues, then you'll have the right decisions to make financially, maritally, your whole walk with others, all the way through. And yet again, the Antichrist will rule through you'll neither be able to buy nor sell anything. So you think Obama's anxious to get this power without heading to global governments? That's what it's going to give. This new law they want to pass will give total power within the presidency of, of opening the doors to more global governance, which is something that can control all commerce. Do you want that? Our ladies here to disrupt it. It's not time. And not everybody's going to get on that boat. If you're the truth train. So it's up to you. You've got to make those decisions. Frank, yeah, and our greatest defense and our greatest protection is living the Ten Commandments and these truths because God will bless, God's able to bless us when we live all Ten Commandments. And uh, there is a tremendous blessing, as we've experienced in our own life, for honoring the Lord's Day. And uh, the, the greatest untruths today are how the media reports economic news. For an example... You'll read a, a true statement that December over December um, retail sales numbers were dismal. That's truth. But further, that that truth is is that we we had about a fifty percent reduction in gas prices. Where gas was three dollars last December, it's two dollars this year. And where would those numbers be if we didn't have all that discretionary spending that that we're saving through energy and through um, what all of us spend money on. So 
you you look at these commodity prices falling, and what's behind it is 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 an, you know another attempt to trick the numbers so that retail sales don't look that bad, so that you know this this Ponzi scheme can continue, and all the time you know you have to create something else to keep it going, more stimulus and 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 this and that so that paper house of cards holds up. But the truth is, is the system is very vulnerable. It's only a matter of time. It's not speculation to say that this, this has to fall. It has to correct. There's no real basis behind it. So it's these untruths that we hear here that allow these things that we're talking about today are very, very dangerous. And, and by living the Ten Commandments and, and putting Our Lady's message into life, that's the best way that we can prepare and protect ourselves from what inevitably we'll have to go through because of the wrongs that are uh, that we commit um, economically through through the monetary system today. Frank, you want to give your contact information and then one more comment? Yeah, you can reach us toll free eight seven seven nine three six seven six eight six. You can also reach us. Our email is globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And uh, it's very important to, as the friend of Medjugorje said, to get this done and to get your financial house in order. And that's what we're here for. Uh, you know, we, we can help on um, getting your assets protected and, um, you know, also, uh, in regards to community and these type of things that we're supposed to be doing, we're happy to talk to you about those things. So call us if we can help you. That's what we're here for. And so we have a recognition of truth, a confrontation of truth, that we have to reevaluate our whole life. Where are we with that? Hebrews says, This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, says the Lord. I will put my laws into the minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. This is what Our Lady is here for. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomic show with a friend of Medjugorje. To listen or download free, go to medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com. The left-hand menu, Radio Wave, and click on Past Shows. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 
672-2000. Thank you for listening.